Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. It is your boy Bones, and I unfortunately have Rob Humphrey with me. Mr. Hi. Humphrey. Yeah, hi, hi. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Well, I was a lot better about 15 minutes ago. You need to calm down. <laughs> I am gonna. This is this is a thrill for you. Every week, this is a big oh. thrill for you. Yeah, I almost popped a hemorrhoid. Excuse me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> We are also joined by a special guest this week. Uh, Kat, how are you doing, madam? I'm doing really well. Thank you. I hear you were better 15 minutes ago. I well, You know what? <laughs> you being here does help, I'm not going to lie, because being left alone with Rob, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's not easy. It's, he likes the kid, Kat. He, uh, he cherishes the time that he gets to spend with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just as much as I cherished my time on the toilet yeah. about an hour ago. It's a gift. <laughs> you can call it that. Yeah. Cat, um, thank you very much for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. The pleasure's all ours. Um, you have told me that you are deeply into the horror genre. Is that correct? I am, yes. When did this start? Childhood thing? Did you get into oh, it late? Super young. Um, okay. One of, one of my first memories, we went uh, on vacation. We were The family was living in California at the time. Uh, we went to visit some relatives, and they had the um, Alvin Schwartz scary stories to tell in the dark. And that's Ooh. that's the first time I remember. But I was, I was like four, I think, when that started. And ever since then, it's been just like whatever horror content I can consume. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Damn. Four. That that is super. Yeah. Rob, I, so I yeah. never. Wait. Wait. Really whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, oh God. Say four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, nobody called. Were mad. Nobody uh, called child services. Uncle. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and then it it didn't let up. So. <laughs> yeah, and here you are today, yeah. Rob. I never asked you what is your earliest memory of of being introduced to the horror genre. Uh, the earliest thing that I can remember is probably watching Creep Show with my dad at like one of his friends' house or something. Uh huh. I guess that probably would have been probably around five or six. Ah, uh, CPA, huh? Yeah. Well, you know. It was S, whatever. Yeah. What's CPA? It, uh, <laughs> CPA is like a certified public accountant. Um, <laughs> call them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, so and I think that's why I love that movie so much because it is kind of a cheesy, goofy movie, but you know, it stuck with me. Right. Okay. Okay. Believe it or not, and you're gonna give me shit for this, maybe. Uh, this is a running joke, cat, on on the show, and pretty much I get my balls busted for it on Twitter constantly. My earliest recollection of the horror genre is with fucking Leprechaun. <laughs> Goddamn Leprechaun. <laughs> That's a fun one. Like the first Leprechaun, right? Not yes. Back to the hood, or you know. No. Don't don't kid yourself. Into cat. space, he, or... he loves them all. I do enjoy them. Cat, loves... wait a minute. Hold the hold the phone here. Are you a Leprechaun fan? Yeah, I actually. <gasps> <gasps> oh God, damn it. Leprechaun fan. Rob. <laughs> what are what are the odds? There are two of you dumbasses on the planet. And we found the other one. Oh my God, Cat is. I like you way more than Rob already. This is <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Let me ask you this, Cat. What do you think of the movie Rubber? Oh God. Oh the telekinetic tire yes movie? yeah that's the one <laughs> i it was one of the it was like a train wreck i couldn't look away from it um oh, and i on. knew every few minutes i knew i should turn this off i shouldn't be watching this i'm not enjoying myself but i was just, i i was so curious like all right well so far you're old for two i don't know how this <laughs> is gonna work out <laughs> So so wait a minute, I just want to be clear for the record, you did not enjoy rubber. Oh no. I <laughs> had fascination, I think is the correct word. That is, okay. That is near criminal. 
I feel like Cat <laughs> has like the other half of an amulet that I own somewhere stored away. <laughs> She's got the other half of a heart that spells best friends. Right, right. Yeah. This is fantastic. Um, yeah, so, okay. Point one for Leprechaun. Zippo for Rubber. This is fantastic. Yeah, no, I was... Um, I think I've told this story on the show before, but I was I snuck out of my room when I was supposed to be sleeping, and we had like an L L shaped sectional in our living room. My mom was sitting up watching Leprechaun, late as hell, and I crawled into the living room and kind of I laid on the floor to where she couldn't see me through that couch. <laughs> and I'm watching Leprechaun, and the the part where the little kid goes "fuck you, Lucky Charm," I laughed my ass off, blew my cover, got grounded, and everything. But I just wanted more. Did she beat your ass? She didn't beat my ass, but yeah. she she said some words to me that I, <laughs> those stuck with me too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say that. So um, yeah, here we are today. The, the horror genre is it's always fun hearing what people what got people into that. Yeah, yeah. So um, last week uh, last week's episode was uh, I had Jimmy J on and we talked Final Destination two. I want to know what you guys think real quick because I know that that franchise gets kind of a stigma. Uh, Kat, do you you classify Final Destination as horror? Oh, I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was actually one of like the first franchises that I got into because it was around the time I was allowed to start watching horror movies officially. Um, because you know I did that thing I would sneak in while other people were watching horror movies, which was a lot of my early exposure to the films. But uh, Final Destination was coming out around the time that I was officially allowed to start watching horror movies on my own. So it was one of the first big franchises that I got into. It's, and I'm a, I'm a fan overall. Um, right. The fourth one sucked. Pretend <laughs> that doesn't exist. Agreed. Um, <laughs> But I liked too. I thought I thought people gave them a pretty tough time, but I thought they were I thought they were inventive and yeah, something a little good. different. Huh, that's interesting. I don't like the franchise as a whole. Huh. Um, I, I it is horror though. I don't I don't know why anyone would say that it's not. There is one movie that I really like in the franchise, and I can never remember which one it is. I think it's three. Is that the one with the tanning bed kill? Yes. <laughs> That's the one. I, I love three. I thought that one was a lot of fun. The other ones I didn't care for that much. Eh. Three, I think, was the... I'll, I'll agree with Kat on this. I, th this is really going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm real happy about what's happening here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, it's fine. Make him as miserable as possible, Kat. He enjoys it. Um, I think three was the last good one that we got. The The last one, I think it was five. I, I don't know. Whatever the hell the last one was. It had its moments where it was cool, but it wasn't a good movie. But I think 3 was the last good one. I truly believe, as great as 1 was, I'm not taking anything from it. Like I said last week, I truly believe that the second one was the best in the franchise. Uh, The second one told the best story, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, 1, I remember, I don't know how well it holds up, because I haven't actually seen the first Final Destination in years. I remember really uh getting freaked out over 1, but 2... It had that ripple effect where it dealt with the first one without being a traditional sequel, you know? Right. It wasn't like, this is the same character, we brought the final girl back to see her killed off kind of a thing. It was, you know, this is how uh, ruining Death's plan affects everything else. And I, I really liked that continuation. I, I agree. I agree. It was... Good. They they brought it. They they kind of threaded that needle through in the second one very well, like you said, without hitting you over the head with it. So that was that was fun to see. But um, yeah, Rob, I'm trying to think. That was the roller coaster one, the third one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they did the omen thing too with the photographs. Uh, but... Right. Yeah, I'll give it a pay. It was it was an okay. It wasn't bad, but yeah, I don't know. Final Destination is a weird franchise. I heard they're working on a new one. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I heard that. I actually did hear they were working on a new one too. Uh, anything Saw came back, so you might as well bring back Final Destination. <laughs> I guess, right? I'm kind. I don't like any of the Saw movies, but I am any? looking for no. I, I, I well, I can't actually claim that. I watched Saw and Saw Two, and I didn't like either of those, and oh. so I just stopped. But I am kind of interested in a Chris Rock Saw movie. Mm, I I think Saw Two was the best. Of the I don't know what it is with sequels of me lately, but the Saw Two also I think was the best one. I don't. Know. 
Saw was Cat. What do you think? Saw. I mean, that was another one that kind of early two thousands really boomed back the horror genre. Yeah. Saw. I have written uh, for several different horror blogs. I've written deep dives into the Saw franchise. I could literally talk about Saw all day and the worst ones and the best ones and the nuances. And but mm. I I got really into Saw also. I say as if it's past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saw's. Uh... That's another one. I mean, I, I think anything when you get so many movies, especially as quickly as we got, like, I think the early 2000s, mid-2000s, like, they they were able to pump out movies so much fast. Well, no, because Halloween and Friday, they were pretty much back-to-back years, too, weren't they? Huh. I don't know. It feels sooner with these franchises. I, I don't know. Just too much, too fast. It got ruined quickly. But anyway, that being said, uh, are you guys ready to get into the news? Ready. I'm always ready. You know that. Oh, yeah. Cat, <laughs> by the way, uh, we we have a, a segment, our old host, we called it, uh, his name is Bobby Spitzer, so we called it Spitball the News with Bobby Spitzer. Now, we hump the news with Rob Humphrey. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so. Get at it. <laughs> All right. Rob's wound up and ready to hump. It's time to hump the news with Rob. He's not a genius. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to refill my drink here pretty soon, guys. <laughs> He's going to be like a chihuahua. He's going to be one of those nights. All over somebody's leg. I just prayed it ain't mine. Um, where did I put this crap? There it is. Okay. First up, guys, I just wanted to get your take on this real quick. There's an illustrated gremlin storybook that uh, celebrates the 12 days of Christmas with Gizmo. And uh, I don't know exactly when this is coming out. It's going to be on Amazon. You can pre-order it, order it now. I think it's uh, towards the end of October, around uh, the 27th, I believe it is. I mean, I love Gremlins. What do you guys think about it? I mean, I think anything Gremlins is phenomenal. I mean, I love Gremlins, um, but I, I have no interest in the children's book of any kind. Um, it sounds like a, like a cash grab to me. And that's fine. I mean, you know, do whatever you want with your IP, but uh, I'm not interested. See it going either way. I can see it being really fun and cute or just, you know, being a cash grab. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of money in that licensing. I don't blame them or anything. I always say people who who yell about other people being sellouts are just because they're people who have nothing to sell. Because you know I, mean? like, I guarantee you, if I had anything that anybody was buying, I would be selling. <laughs> I know you would. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm not going to blame them for that or anything. It just isn't anything that would appeal to me. And it's fair. The one thing I can't do, because you, you guys are right. I mean, it probably is a cash grab. The images that I'm seeing of it online, it looks pretty much like a cash grab. But what I will say is the good thing that can come out of that is... The younger generation is being, I guess they're putting gremlins right in front of them, which is cool because, dude, you'd be shocked at the amount of fucking older movies that I've people just, younger kids haven't heard of. And I'm like, what the hell, how? And I forget who the hell I was talking to. I believe it was on Xbox. This was about a month ago. Never heard of Halloween Town. I was like, what the hell? What were, you, what were your parents doing with you? <laughs> like, do they leave needles around you, too? So yeah. it's cool that, like, I, I mean, I, I like that. Because, I mean, there's new shit out and say what you want about it. I'm sure some of it's good, some of it's bad. But, I mean, we know Gremlins is good. It's it's lasted as long as it has. And it's cool that the younger generation get, at least gets to see it. Yeah, I mean, anything that'll get, you know, a new generation interested in it and, and willing to check out the movie is, is cool with me. It's a great movie. Um, and it's a great, it's a great gateway horror movie too. Right. Know? But, you know, again, I'm just not interested in this particular product. If they, you know, came out with any other Gremlins kind of thing, I would probably be right in line to buy it. Fair, fair. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm at all going to go out and, <laughs> and purchase yeah. this, but. I mean, I have a kid, but he's, he's too old for children's books at this point. You know what I mean? So there's really no point in buying it. So you mean you're not going to sit in your plaid PJs and cozy up next to the fire and read a gremlin children book you know i don't read <laughs> i mean i figured this might be more on your level ah! <laughs> gotcha um all right so i mean yeah that's, that's pretty cool that that's out there um next up 
Kat, this might be a little up your alley. I'm not sure. We talked a little bit, and you said you're into PC gaming. This is yeah. more of a console thing. But Hello Neighbor 2... Sorry. Already? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hello Neighbor 2 gets a new trailer, and uh, I, I guess the demo's out. Updated that and put a new trailer out with it. Kat, are you at all familiar with the Hello Neighbor games? Uh, a little bit. Not a ton. I, I have a friend who got super into Hello Neighbor. That was a couple years ago, right? I'm not Probably. making this up. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. It's been out a while, yeah. I didn't know they were doing a second one, though. That's... If I if I ever replace my um if I ever replace the PlayStation, <laughs> oh god, it's yeah, there like you go. Thing there you go, PlayStation. I yep, I heard that. Now now I'm on board. Oh my um, god. Yeah, I, I bought Hello Neighbor for my uh, for my son because it's uh, he liked it, you know. Uh-huh. And have you ever tried to play that game? I, I played Secret Neighbor. So it is the most frustrating thing I have ever played <laughs> in my entire life, and it makes no goddamn sense. The yeah. kid goes. The kid goes missing, right? And they're like, "Oh, we got to find the missing kid." And there's one house across the street from where the kid lives, who all of a sudden has fences and fucking walls built around it. I'm like, maybe, maybe the police should check that house. <laughs> Just maybe. Well, see, I, like I said, I never played Hello Neighbor, but I played Secret Neighbor, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's pretty much the same makers, same all that stuff. But Secret Neighbor is, and I, I don't know how different the the games are, but. Um, you start as a group of kids, and you're at the neighbor's house, and I don't know why you have to go into this basement. I think it's probably a missing kid. I don't know. I've only gotten to the fucking basement once. I'm terrible at that damn game. But, yeah, pretty much you just have to go around the house looking for these key cards, and, you know, one of the one of the players are this, the neighbor, but you don't know who it is, and they can turn it. They start as a kid with you, and they can turn into the neighbor to snatch your ass up and, you know, do whatever the hell he's got to do. And that, it's a cool game. Dude, I, I played this game with, Bobby got me to download the damn thing. I really don't like it, but it's interesting. But, dude, I've seen, like, kind of like Kat said, people get immersed into this fucking game, and it's crazy. I see, like, you just set a timer. Dude, there's people who set timers for two fucking hours. One round, two hours. And I sat, me and Bobby sat, we were in the game with them. These people, they had a two-hour timer. And we're sitting there, we died quick as hell. Dude, we're sitting there, we're like, there's no way this is going to last two hours. They just had to max it out. There's no way. We sat there for 45 minutes and watched <laughs> Don't ask me why. Because we at that point, we were just determined to see the, the end of this game. Yeah. We gave up 45 minutes. Nope. Yeah, no, never. No, again. thank you. But yeah, the point is, it, it, people do get super immersed in that game. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, that sounds like playing Dead by Daylight. Start around, get killed in three minutes, and then wait around for a half hour for another game. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking Dead by Daylight. I hate it so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool that I, I'm not personally into it because. My thought on it is, why would I play a survivor game like that? Because it's really just looking through drawers and fucking putting the key thing in the in the door. But and it, it goes super slow. There's really not a lot to do in the game. But like, there's games like Friday out there. There's games like Dead by Daylight out there. There's so many other survivor games. Like, I there's just not enough in it to get me to play this one. But maybe Hello Neighbor Two will fill that void with uh, with all that. I don't know. Yeah, why don't you give it a shot? Let us know how it is. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I might wait for the reviews. But uh, let, I'm going to stick with the gaming topic really quick. And unfortunately, this is PlayStation related. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. PlayStation now added Days Gone Medieval, Medieval Remake Game and Friday the 13th, which is up my alley, for October on their PlayStation Now service. What do you got? Uh, Kat, you said replace, so your PlayStation's on the fritz, but... Yeah. <laughs> does that at all interest you? That definitely interests me. Uh, my PlayStation, my PS4 is pretty much non-functional, so I've just been biding my time until the 5 comes out, because I, I knew when I lost the PS4 it was on the horizon, and this year, um, this... Whenever I don't have to pre-order it, I'm planning on getting the PlayStation 5. Yeah. And 
Yeah, so I'm I'm actually looking for some horror games, and I played Friday uh, on the PC, and I liked it a lot. Ooh. I I liked it okay. I I had a lot of fun with it uh, the first week or so. I have a tough time get, being scared by multiplayer games, just because I I think mo- my friends are too silly. Like I I'm laughing and I'm having a good time, but I I like things that are single player because I feel a little bit more immersed. Okay. Uh, I would yeah. pick it up again on a PlayStation. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I like I like Friday. Um, that's a fun game. Uh, the only other one I played is Days Gone, and I hate that game. That game is so stupid and so boring. I haven't played it at all. It's it's oh, it's, I hated it. I was so disappointed. I I got it like the day it came out because I was super excited about it. It's gonna be this awesome zombie game, you know? Yeah. So boring. There's like no story to it, and you just keep doing the same things over and over and over again. So I don't know. Yeah. I didn't care for that too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always awesome that I, I feel like Survivor games kind of like Secret Neighbor, like I was talking about. There's a lot of gray area in the middle. Like the concept's cool; they have a couple of cool killers, maybe in their survivors, or whatever. But then that middle ground is where a lot of them seem to have that problem, and it's like, damn it! All right, last thing. I, whoop, shit, didn't mean to open that. Last thing I wanted to mention. Where to go? Okay. Buffalo Bill's house from Silence of the Lambs is up for sale, Rob. Oh, really? Really? You can go. Does it, does it come with the well pit and everything? I, I highly doubt. I, I don't know. Well, it actually may. You never know. I'm not interested. No. Did, I don't. Where is? <laughs> yeah, where is that house? It is in. Uh, God, I'm gonna mess this up. Berryopolis, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And there is apparently. Railroad tracks, active, I do not know, literally right outside of the front lawn, it looks like. So that, that oh. must be a good time. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nothing like nothing like having to call into your boss when you're going to be late to work because you're stuck in your driveway by a train. Right. Oh, there's an in-ground pool in the back, a really big one, too. Really? But they, they didn't show that in the movie. <laughs> no, they didn't. They, they have, like, a, a virtual tour that you could take, and I'm looking at it now. They don't show the basement. That's all we want to see. Yeah, that's right. that's all anybody cares about. Damn. I mean, they're showing the shower and the really nice shower head they have on the damn thing, but really? No basement? Uh, okay. Got a lot of property, yeah. though. You got a nice little shed in the back. If there's not a pit in that basement, they should build one right now. <laughs> right now? Just get on it at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Just uh, start building that pit, because that's going to sell that house. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool, this stuff like that. And it looks, I mean, I I don't remember exactly for the movie, but they they didn't really modernize it much, which I would imagine is difficult as as far as selling the house. But, um, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if Silence of the Lambs is one of those movies where you can really kind of turn it into a museum sort of thing and get people, like, if someone wanted to buy it for that reason. So, I don't know. Keeping a house like that the same. I can see the Texas Chainsaw house. Like, I can see that. but Yeah. Well, you know, they, they got the gas station from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can go stay there in cabins. Yeah, but that's overnight. This is buying a house. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's probably right. I don't think that's like an iconic house. Like, that basement is iconic. We remember that. But we don't remember. I don't, you know, really remember the house itself. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I would recognize the house. If I were taking a tour of this house. Yeah. And I didn't know. Yeah, it's not like, it's not the, the Myers house or. Right. You know, the, or the Amityville house that you'll recognize. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that one. But, I mean, they, they, they put a really good shower head on that thing. That thing is fucking beautiful. Well, that's good. Great, that's nice. Great shower head. Showerhead's important. Showerhead is extremely important. I am actually in the market right now for a new showerhead. Side All note. right. Yeah, they have uh, these things where it's like, uh, I think they're beads or stones or something, and the water goes through the pipe into the showerhead through these uh, beads or stones or whatever, and then through the actual showerhead, it's supposed to like purify the water or something. Uh, that sounds know. like some hippie bullshit. Uh, Rob... <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to be washing my ass with purified water through yeah. these herbal beads, and you are just <laughs> clearly jealous. Just like the Earth Gods intended. That's right. That's, that's, that's very, very true. All right, guys, so that's it for the news. 
we have a pretty iconic movie this week, and it's it's strange that we really haven't gone over it yet. But we did get an email from uh, Nicole Lo- Lofitus. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm, I... I'm, yeah, I'm sure you nailed that one. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm positive of it. We'll, we'll just go with Nicole. I feel bad for butchering her name. But uh, we got an email from Nicole. She wanted us to do the Carrie franchise. And I... I I don't I'm sure I speak for all of us but we don't have time to sit down and watch about four or five movies <laughs> and then talk about <laughs> it. But um, I figured the original is a good place to start. It's always something we can revisit because you know remakes and sequels and all that stuff we can get into later on. But the Carrie franchise, Cat. I mean, this is a pretty iconic movie. Does this one? Does it go on that shelf for you or no? Iconic. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. It's definitely, I, I think some of the first, well, there's the Stephen King factor. I think it is one of the best represent, best early representations of adapting the master of horrors work into a film platform. Okay. Uh, and it, it hits all of the Stephen King tropes. You know, you've got uh, all the things he does really well came through well on the screen i think and then just cinema history you know the prom i think is one of the most iconic scenes even if you're not a horror fan you know you know what movie carrie is you've seen the clip you've seen the countless parodies of the clip that's that's an iconic scene mm-hmm. oh absolutely uh, i think uh, what cat said is is that on it, it sort of permeated the culture so everybody knows even if you haven't seen the movie you know about carrie uh you know what happens and it is in my opinion uh the best stephen king adaptation although it's neck and neck with maximum overdrive oh my um, god great movie mm. but uh um yeah I, I you know the performances all the way around brian de palma's a brilliant filmmaker um yeah it's a home run okay okay <sighs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> say whatever dumb thing you're gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything dumb. I'll be the judge of that. This is one. If I have, if I, it's not on that shelf for me, but it's on the one right under it. Because I mean, and and I had it on that shelf, and I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I I don't know. The rewatch kind of bit me a little bit, and. I, I think it might also be, be mostly maybe even be because this is the 1976 this came out the movies around that time and I'm talking slightly before, not really so much before I mean there were iconic stuff before but uh, around that time frame right uh, shortly after you started getting Halloween you got Friday, uh, uh, Friday the 13th you know a little bit after that <sighs> It's hard for me to put it on that shelf only because of that. Because of the, I judge it by the movies that came out around that time. And as great as this movie was, and I get Stephen King, all that, believe me, I do. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I just can't, I can't quite put it up there. I don't know if there was enough. I don't know. It, it, it had a little bit of, as far as a horror movie, we're talking just movie. That, that could be a whole different ballgame. But as far as a horror movie, I don't know, man. It it didn't have, it had a lot of story, which is good. But horror movie, what I'm looking for, I don't know. I don't know. You're mad at me, aren't you? It's not, you know, um, there's not a ton of kills from the get-go. I mean, right. it's a slow burn movie. Yes. You know, it's all leading up to the prom. Hello? I Hi, have... sorry about that. No, it wasn't you guys. The whole call just, I don't know what the hell happened there. I'm sorry about that, guys. Jesus Christ. See, what happened, Zoom knew you were about to say something really fucked up, so it just <sighs> put a kaput on everything. What the hell kind of dog and pony show you're running here, but you need to get it together. <laughs> anyway, you were saying uh, slow burn, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah, it's a slow burn, and everything's leading up to the prom scene, obviously, and it's... um. Everything before that is it's a lot of world building, a lot of introducing characters. There's a lot of characters in this movie. There are, um, and they spend some time giving us, uh, you know, letting us get to know um, them before we get to to the end. Because really, that I mean, what are you going to have Carrie running around and killing people one by one? I mean, that would suck. That would be a terrible movie. It would be. 
So I, I think that, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, uh, for what it is and, and what it's trying to do, it accomplishes every, everything. So I don't, uh, I don't know what the hell you're complaining about, Mikey. I'm not complaining about anything. Kat, are you at all mad at me for what I said, or can you at least see where I was going with it? Hey, I understand. Um, when I first watched it, it was one of my mom's favorite horror movies, and when I first started watching scary movies, you know, she kept me on black and white classics that she didn't think were going to traumatize me for a long time, and then I started wanting to watch more and more modern stuff, and Carrie was one of those, she really liked it, uh, she had me watch it, and I, the first time I saw it as, as a younger kid, I was disappointed, because I also thought it was going to be scarier. Right. Um... So, so I, I get it. Um, it's, it's been more recently in my experience with horror that I've started to really appreciate everything that Carrie has done for horror cinema. You don't have to be nice, Kat. Just say what you think. It's all right. <laughs> Leave her alone. She's a nice person. I'm like you. Hey, um, hey. <laughs> um, no, and again, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not at all taking away. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm not saying anything. It's a great movie. It's just, I, I, I think it's lore as well as, you know, like I said, I watched this so long ago, and it's one of those where I watched it a couple of times when I was younger. By younger, I mean around probably like, I don't know, 13, 14, something like that. And I had watched it a bunch of times, like my first time, then I watched it with a friend, and then, you know, whoever had it on the house, I watched it again. So then I had, I had a rewatch, you know, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, and I haven't seen it since. So... <sighs> I think it's lore, you know, things are usually like you're, you're so in awe and we haven't seen as many things in movies throughout the years that we've seen them, you know, up until now, like back then, that movie was, you know, it, it was ahead of its time for 76. So in the 90s and the early 2000s and everything, it still held up pretty well, you know, so and all the things we've seen in movies since then waters that style movie down a little bit. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but. I like my horror movies with a little more bang than what this had. So what? you have no attention span. Oh my god. <laughs> That's your problem. That's the problem with you kids. <laughs> one thing that I really like about Carrie and one of the reasons why I think Stephen King has made so many successful, so many iconic movies, but like based off of his books, mm -hmm. uh, is because I do think that something he's really good at is having the sense of horror is a lot more realistic. So even when the special effects don't hold up, even when the gore doesn't really hold up to modern gore standards, there's still that deep, uncomfortable feeling. He writes bullies really well, I think is what I'm trying to Absolutely. say. Like, the bullying in Carrie is, it's the scariest part of the film. It's the most relatable. It's, it's very brutal. There's this whole paranormal arc going on, and that's not what... I, it's definitely not what I remembered about the movie. It, it feels very real, and I, I think that adapt. I think that transfers to screen so well because that is something that is going to hold up, no matter what kind of magical horror premises are added. Okay, okay, I can see that, and that's actually something I was going to ask you guys. I mean, it was such a an important part of the movie. I think they did a phenomenal job. Cat kind of just touched on it. I think they did a phenomenal job with, you know, kind of giving you a quick little... I mean, you could have told just from the the opening scene, but forget about, you know, everything else that happened to poor Carrie throughout the film. But how do you guys feel they went about setting up why she is the way she is and how she got there? I mean, I think they did a phenomenal job with, I guess, giving you a little backstory on what she's going through. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, looking back, I, I can remember people in school uh, who were just kind of different and weird and odd. Right. And you didn't really know why, you know, uh, because you're a teenager and who cares? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It is one of those things. Kids are terrible. Uh, not me, of course. I was I was an angel. But, oh, I'm sure. You are fake news. Um, you know, a lot of kids can be can be heartless and cruel people. So, yeah. And so I think giving that backstory, showing her home life and her mother and and everything she has to endure, as well as the bullying that's happening at school, which, by the way, some of the most um, involved bullying I've ever seen, you know, some of the most elaborate bullying I've ever, I mean, that's a really crazy plan they had. Mm -hmm. um, 
but having to endure that as well as, as dealing with, with what it is at home, you can't help but feel sympathy for Carrie, right. which I think is interesting because I'm not convinced she's the hero of this movie. Yeah. You, you both touched on a little bit. I, I think it's one of the things it, it was very ahead of its time. Now we have a lot of anti, uh, anti-hero stories. We have a lot of moral gray areas in media right now but carrie was one of those things she technically is the bad guy and the protagonist and you root for her and you feel for her and it's it's interesting to see like how long that carries in after the deaths start how long uh the individual viewer is going to root for carrie Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah i I definitely looked at it as a you know, she she just she, the bullied became the bully, and you kind of got a root for that when you're seeing somebody get pushed down enough. You want to see him swing back. She she fucking swung back, but <laughs> yeah, maybe a little a little too much. But it's hard to root against that. So you're definitely right, Cat. <laughs> you want to see me piss Rob off real quick? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Rob. Yep. I think that a carry remake should be made. <laughs> by Rob Zombie. Oh god damn it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Rob Zombie. They already, they already made a carry remake. It was fine. They don't need him to come in and fuck it up with his white trash trailer park bullshit. Dude, it's perfect. Oh, imagine, imagine Rob what he can make this girl go through on a tele oh, on a movie screen. Imagine. Oh, god damn it. Rob, you know I'm right. No, I hate him. <laughs> I, I, like I don't understand why everybody in his movie the world isn't full of white trash. But the, you know, this like, could be. We, there are normal people out there. All right, but I'm saying, I mean, Kat, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how you feel about Rob Zombie or any of that. He, his style of movie, and I know Rob Zombie's not for everything, his style of movie would go very well with a Carrie backstory. <laughs> I I can see it, is the thing. Uh oh. Damn it, Kat. It's not something that I would have thought of, but I, I think it's something that would go very well with the. Re- like overly religious mother archetype right that is in Carrie I I can see that being it would probably be the most brutal of the yeah. Carrie mm-hmm. takes Mike I, do me a favor and cut her mic <laughs> no <laughs> she's on, we're done here she's right Rob I know you don't like Rob Zombie but dude you gotta agree you don't I know don't, that no. it needs to be done but I would watch it is the I thing don't, <laughs> I don't want a trailer park Carrie White I I don't want to see it. But he could make her go through hell. Yeah, but I don't... Imagine a bullying scene from Rob Zombie like that. That's the problem with Rob Zombie's movies. There's no subtlety to anything. No. Ah, it's so bad. I don't know how you watch that, Garth. Well, not everything needs to be subtle. I mean, and I'll agree with you on that point. Like, this was a subtle movie. It it, it wasn't, but there were a lot of it was. There was some parts that weren't, obviously, but there, there were subtle things. Like, you guys brought the religious point up. It was there was glaring like but throughout the movie it still didn't feel like they hit you over the head with it so the subtlety would definitely be missed oh yeah no no well i'd be completely gone oh rob's mad that i'm right about this cat you see he knows i'm right (laughs) Uh, 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 and he would turn it into like carrie would be the devil if he had it his way oh yeah boy that'd be great it would be that is something That is something the uh, the revenge arc would be a lot longer. It would be <laughs> it wouldn't be like ninety percent build up and ten percent revenge. It would it would pretty much be a revenge. It would start at the prom and then just yeah, Ugh. say about fifty fifty. <laughs> but see, there's no wrong. See, well, fifty fifty. I might I might be a little wrong by saying that. But I think you're right. It, this was ninety percent build up, ten percent payoff. I need a little more, a little better of a ratio there. Is my, I think that's the perfect way of putting it, Cat. That's my problem, ultimately. The build-up was so good. It was all right. I mean, that's the thing that I like. Like, I rem- when I sat down to watch it, it's like, what is it, like a, an hour and a half, hour 45? Something like that, yeah. And, um, like, it was over before I, you know, like, it went by fast because I was so involved with it. Like, I, I just think the characters are interesting. Um, all the way around. I, I love the performances. I think De Palma was doing some interesting things with his camera. Uh, all the way through, I just thought it was a great movie. Um, and, you know, Rob Zombie can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I I don't know, man. I I don't know what it was, and I don't remember the exact scene, but I was sitting there going, "Huh, Rob Zombie could definitely do something with this." Yeah. I, I... The soundtrack, though, the soundtrack I... is what trips me up because I I have a tough time imagining Carrie with the uh, what oh, whole... with like like a Rob Zombie soundtrack. Yeah, with the full Rob Zombie soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a little hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little a little mm-hmm. off, but I, I I don't know, man. I think Rob Zombie, and you know, you know, I'm not a huge Rob Zombie dick rider where I'm gonna like throw him in everything. But if he picked, I forget. The, oh, Harley Quinn would be one of them. I've always said Rob Zombie should do a Harley Quinn movie, and damn it, Carrie no. should be another one. Yes. Did you see that new Harley Quinn movie? No. Birds of Prey the and the whatever, emancipation yeah. of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, it was really good. Was it? I liked it. Yeah, they don't need Rob Zombie messing that up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I heard a lot of weird things about Cat. You said you love. You said you had Harley Quinn pajamas. So I mean, yeah, I I like Harley Quinn. I I have a tough time because I get I get so excited about the DC mythology, but then I feel like the DC movies are always kind of uh like everyone really liked Wonder Woman and they stole a few shots like exactly from Captain America and I seem to be the only one that noticed like the the choreography was too similar and uh I really like I liked Birds of Prey. I'm a big Margot Robbie fan. I went to see it it was like one of the last movies that I saw in theater and it, I really enjoyed it, but it did feel very Deadpool esque in the narration style. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, and it, it's not a complaint. I liked Deadpool. I liked birds of prey, but I mean, I, I I'm just going to throw this out there. I'll let Ryan Reynolds do whatever he wants to do to me. Holy shit! <laughs> you were talking about what's his name, Tom Atkins, Rob last, uh, the, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, he he ain't got the mustache like Tom Atkins got. Come on, Rob. Have you ever seen Ryan Reynolds without a shirt? Come on. Yeah, but that's, I mean, Christ. Tom Atkins is drinking beer and you know sleeping with ladies half his age. He had it all going on. Yeah, but Ryan Reynolds would make you dinner, pick out a nice wine. Before you know it, your pants are off. I mean, what more yeah. do you want from Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying you could go wrong with either one of them. Ryan Reynolds is funny to tell on Twitter, but, uh, you know, Tom Atkins would still get my vote if I was picking. You're crazy. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds for Tom fucking Atkins. <laughs> anyway, I think that, uh, Kat, you nailed it for me. I didn't quite know, I couldn't really put my finger on what exactly it was, but I think that's what it was. The ratio of story, of payoff and build up, that was what was off of me. And Rob, you were right. There there was, they did a phenomenal job of build up and all that stuff and story and background and all that shit. I get it. But I, I, it could have done without a couple of scenes. You think? Yeah, I think that would have went a long way. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, you probably could have trimmed 10, 15 minutes off of it. But, Agreed. Uh, um, you know, I mean, again, I felt like it went by so fast that I, I didn't really even notice it. Cat, did this movie track? Because I, I don't know, Rob. I, I, I checked the time a couple times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's because you're an impatient bastard. You just got to slow down. <laughs> I have not. I have not. Cat, do, do you feel that this movie was a... I don't know. I I just don't think it was one of those movies that really flew by for me. It so again, it's it's weird because it was one of my first. I I feel like it went pretty quickly. It Damn was it. pretty early in my yes. horror experience. You know, I remember. I the good thing about the slow burn subset of any kind of movie, I guess, is that when they have, when you have like that 10% payoff, it feels, you're so immersed already in the story, and then it feels like it goes by so fast at the end. You know? And I think that's one of the, it's, we've talked about the prom already, but it, it feels like it just happens in lightning speed after all of the build-up to get there, you know? And right. it, it left a huge impact. Yeah, I, I get the the end of this movie went by quick. Packs a punch. Yes, it does. The end of this movie went by quick, and I don't know if it's because you were waiting on it for so long. I, I don't know what it was. But, I mean, we mentioned the prom scene a couple of times. Rob, where... I mean, don't give me an exact number, obviously, but where does this... No, no, I'm giving you an exact number. God damn it. 
where does this rank for you as the this prom scene itself as far as iconic horror scene are, are we talking top five top 10 top 20 what, what, what neighborhood would you put that one in number 18 are you are you so specific yeah like are you fucking serious <laughs> is that a real number yeah, it's, it's definitely top 20 okay uh it may be top 10 Ooh, but it's definitely top 20 okay okay cat are you where, where are you nailing this one down oh i well i i feel bad because i don't have such a specific number i <laughs> easily top 25 okay like without making without actually doing like the uh full whittling down right, of all right. of icon I I feel comfortable it would make my top twenty five probably higher. Yeah. I don't know why. That's the kind of information you guys have gotta have on hand. I don't know what oh you're doing. My God. <laughs> Fucking Rob. I'm sure he can list at seventeen things before it <laughs> If you had asked me to rank the Saw movies, I would know <laughs> that off the top of my head, but Fair. Fair. Ah. I, I think Kat's probably a little more right. I don't know. And again, this is just something I thought of to ask you guys. I you think I would have maybe thought of this ahead of hand and we could have actually came up with something. But that actually wouldn't be a bad idea of an episode of rank iconic scenes. But anyway, I I, I would it would be hard for me to put this because like Kat said, it, it kind of came and went. And as great as it was, I'm not taking anything from it, as great as it was. I, I I don't know if I could quite put it. it, it Twenty five is probably a good neighborhood for it because I'm sure if I really sat down and thought of stuff, there's got to be at least twenty things I could put before it. Um, the well scene. Oh yeah, there's the, there's that scene where the leprechaun asked for his gold back. I was just gonna say that the well scene <laughs> at the leper, the original leprechaun film, is definitely ahead of this. No, no, it's not. Fuck you, Lucky Charm, Slingshot, no, Clover. No. no. No, 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 no. Well, that that's debatable, Rob. That's debatable. But is it It's not debatable, you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I love making it. It's so easy. Gotta bring up Rob Zombie or Leprechaun. It's guaranteed <laughs> the fucking But uh, what what stood out Because uh, there's so many things that went on with that scene. I like the fact that they kinda they slowed it down as as much as I say it came and went. They they in the moment they slowed it down to where it's like you know you're looking at the crowd they're laughing there's silence going on there there was so much about it cat what stood out about that scene to make it as great as it was to you I think so one of my favorite and I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet we've been talking about this for so long I think one of the most memorable parts of watching that movie for the first time is where Carrie's mom is so convinced there's that line you know they're all gonna laugh at you right that was the recurring thing and then when it actually happens the tone is just so different than what you expect it to be Mm -hmm. you know you're like you're dreading that laughter you know it's on the way and then it's it's so tense when it actually gets there it's not it you know there is pity wrapped up in it but there's also that feeling of dread there as well it it's like a perfect horror plateau for me you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay okay so invested right there right right oh wow rob what tickled your pickle on this scene i was gonna say that was a much more thought out answer than i had (laughs) uh the first thing that that really stood out to me was uh the one time i really laughed in this movie um is uh, when she's standing there covered in the blood and her uh, her prom date, the football star guy, whatever his name, Tommy, or is that his I can't remember. What the hell his name is. Uh, he's standing there and he's he's looking at her and he's like, what the hell? He's mouthing the words, what the hell, or something. Right. And he gets hit right in the head with a bucket. <laughs> the bucket falls down and lands right on his head. And I laughed so hard at that. The other thing that really stood out to me uh, story-wise in that scene was it was like him and both him and his girlfriend who asked him to ask Carrie to the prom didn't know that that was going to happen and that seemed really weird to me because then why did she want him to ask her to the prom like i thought they were in on the whole setup right something that i think um and i know that's not what we're talking about today i'm immediately going to get sidetracked but that's the one thing i think the remake got an unfair amount of hate and one of the things that i think it did really well was it kind of explained that motivation where Sue feels bad for everything that she put Carrie through and wants her to have that prom experience, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's she's not in on it. And I, I think yeah. the remake did a much better job of 
expressing that because I was I was also very confused that they yeah. were confused watching the original. Yeah, that doesn't come through in the original uh, very at all. I mean, I just assumed the entire time they were in on it until you get to the end and she's acting like she, you know, is totally surprised, like she's following the wire down from the bucket and everything, and it dawns on her what's going to happen, and she even, you know, almost tries to stop it. Um, and I was like, "Why? What the hell's going on?" Like I just assumed they were in on it, right? But yeah, that that uh, that stood out to me. Uh, I did not like it. But boy, that guy getting hit in the head with that bucket made me laugh. <laughs> but of course, Ooh. it did. I think Cat had a um, a really good take. It, it was just it, it was so different than what you expected, and most horror scenes, and I, I think that made it stand out the the absolute most because it was like a different take on it. You're expecting that scene to be so much more like like the opening scene of the movie. You know, all the laughing and, you know, throwing stuff maybe and all that stuff. It, it set a tone and then called an audible and gave you something completely different that you didn't see throughout the movie and that you don't see in most movies. And, you know, like that was the, like you guys said, that, that whole movie was to get to that. That's what, it, what it, the movie really ultimately was about, to get to that scene. And... You know, you just expect something different. Any climax is usually loud, banging, whatever, whatever the hell it is. And this was the opposite. And I think that was really cool. And and it worked too. You know, like it, it's usually you do something that different, like it might not work. And the shit, man, that fuck that that worked, and in a big way. You feel that moment where she's pushed too far, and I I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you. It, it's it's crazy how certain you would think something like I said louder, maybe may a little more in your face. That's not the only way to to get a reaction. And you know, I mean, I I don't know, I I, I doubt Stephen King was extremely involved in this movie, but it's just some about his movies, man, that you can connect so much to certain scenes in them. And like I'm sure it has to do a lot with the story, you know, and the getting the right director and all that and the right team together to be able to bring that story out and make stuff like that noticeable. That That's a big part of his stuff, too. There, there are movies out there, sure, like, Rob, on uh, on your show, This Horror Life, we went over a lot of Stephen King movies, and some of them were misses, but for the most part, his movies, how much say he has in them, we don't know, but he has a pretty good team that really brings his story out and the parts of the story that need to be seen. So they, they did a good job with that, too. Yeah, they, there are obviously a lot of really great Stephen King adaptations have been uh, made in the movies, and then there's The Shining. Um, wow, what an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the dig in there. Um, yeah, I, I, talking about the filmmaker, I mean, Brian De Palma's a, a great filmmaker, and um, so he handled the material really well. I like what he did with the um, with the lighting throughout the movie and the use of shadows in the darker scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, it seemed like like Carrie's mom, whenever um, they were in a darker room or whatever, it was always almost half her face was all we could see. And the rest was in shadow, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. I, you know, um, he's just a fantastic filmmaker. And, and uh, so he was able to step up to the material. And that I think makes maybe a bigger difference than anything else when it comes to, to these sort of adaptations. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up real quick, uh, I, I don't know how much, I don't really have all too much more to talk about with this. I don't know if you guys do. Man, this this movie had John Travolta in it, damn it. Yeah. This was actually his first movie, wasn't it? I, I thought so, was it? I I didn't look that up. I don't know for certain, but it's... I'm going to check on that real quick. Uh, if it's not his first, it was very early. I don't... Really early um, 76, he was probably on Welcome Back, Cotter at that point. It may have been his first movie. Also had a little bit of a southern thing going on. Yeah, um, right. I think I, I think that was kind of a thing that he had for a little while. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that came from uh, or, or whatever. But uh, I was kind of surprised. I don't um, watching it tonight. I didn't remember him smacking his girlfriend girlfriend around nearly as much as he does in this movie, though. Right. Good lord, he was he was smacking her for everything. Yeah. And clearly he's never, he doesn't know how to drink a beer. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but every time he took a swig of a beer, it was like half of it was running down the front of his face. I'm like, what are you doing here? I mean, I'm sure that's cheap swill beer, but don't waste it, man. <laughs> right, alcohol, especially at that age. Take yeah. it where you can get it. 
Uh, John Travolta, he did a bunch of TV projects from seven, 1972. He was in a movie, I think it's a movie, called The Devil's Reign in 1975, which also had William Shatner in it. So uh, there's your... Uh, <laughs> that little, sounds like oh, a quality film. <laughs> right, there, there's your trivia for the day, folks. But yeah, Carrie seemed to be... I mean, other than that, if you want to count The, the Devil's Reign with William Shatner, <laughs> yeah, Carrie was definitely. I, I would consider that his real first. Like, who knows how big his role was in The Devil's Reign or what the hell it even was? But yeah, I never even heard of that. Yeah, so I mean, they they got an early on um, uh, John Travolta, and they gave him a BJ in the movie. So I mean, that was yeah. fucking everybody won in that one. The cast is good. All I was surprised watching it um, again because I didn't like. I I remember John Travolta being in it. I did not remember PJ Souls. She's in it. And also, um, I can't remember the actress's name. She's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, oh, what is her name? I can't pull it. Anyway, uh, I recognized her too. She looks exactly the same. Apparently, she was born middle aged. Um, but you know, whatever. I, I I don't know her. Now I'm trying to find it real quick. I can't find it either. I don't even know which one. Yeah, she's. Um, I can't. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to pull it. I've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, let's use that as the excuse. Yeah, Kat, did you have anything else to bring up about this movie? Uh, I did have one thing to bring up. Uh, <laughs> when I was trying to see where it was streaming, where I could rewatch it, I did find the trailer, which I think was really interesting. Uh, it's pretty much the whole movie condensed <laughs> down into two minutes. I, no way. Which I didn't remember, but it shows you everything. It, it it has like little teeny tiny clips of everything in the movie leading up to the prom, and then it's like, what will happen? It's like, what do you think will happen? Oh like, my god. There's yeah. so much of the plot in the trailer. That's funny. I didn't even think to look at the trailer. Yeah, me either. I'm actually looking at it right now, and yeah, you're pretty much right. It, like, like we said, it, it all that prom scene was the payoff. Like, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we look at it now. I mean, I don't see this as. I mean, prom night is a is a pretty good example. Like the the whole movie is pretty much based around that, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, this kind of is too, but you don't really. I, it, it's a it's a teenage movie for its time. Like we don't look at it as that. Cause now we look at it as an old movie. Cause you know, we're the age we are. And we're looking back on it. Yeah. It, it was, I, I could definitely see this being the teenage movie of 1976. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's something to take into account too. I think. What a terrible trailer. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> I don't think I had ever seen the trailer before. And I thought that was really amusing. Yeah. Well, um, just to to circle back real quick, Nicole, who requested this movie, don't hey hey stop mentioning that. We don't want people constantly requesting movies. Well, I don't need that kind of aggravation. I want to watch what I want to watch. I don't care what they want to hear about. But Rob, you realize <laughs> that the more people who request movies, the less I get to pick. Uh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, so but, that's one less pick for me. Yeah, keep them coming. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole did say. I'd like for you to do Carrie 1976, and then she lists a couple others that we will eventually get to, Nicole. If I approve them. Oh, my God. She, she <laughs> said, when I saw the original movie, I couldn't believe my eyes. John Travolta playing a bad boyfriend to Nancy Allen's character, Chris Hargens. Hargen. Oh, fuck me. Yep. Har, yeah. Uh, Hard Jensen. Hard, Chris Hard Jensen. Perfect. They, I'm pretty sure I nailed it. Uh, I do wish they called her by her full name, Christine Hardjensen, like in the book. I love these movies, sincerely, Nicole. So, I mean, hey, man, they, they, these obviously stuck out some bad. All the movies she could access to do, she picked Carrie. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think people uh, people love this movie. People, um, and I think I Carrie to the Rage wasn't well received, was it? Like, I think I've seen it I once. Think so. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I've never but seen the, it. But I think the remake people were okay with. Right, I remember people being really mad about. I, really? I remember. I have a lot of um, very hot takes when it comes to new releases, and I remember oh. people being mad at me for liking it. Um, oh. I don't know anything about hot takes. <laughs> oh God! Any of those? 
Also, one other thing before we get away from the movie. Did you guys, did they just straight up steal sound cues from Bernard Herrmann's Psycho score? Did they? In a couple of places in this movie? It sounded exactly like it. Shame. I don't know. You know, I kind of, I did think of Psycho throughout this movie. Not for nothing. There's a couple of spots in this movie where I'm like, I think they just lifted that right from Psycho. (laughs) If they did, shame on them. Yeah. I mean, this movie had... Oh, God, did I really close the fucking thing? Oh, no, I didn't. Here, it, it should be. Let's see. Okay, you, yeah. You always got, like, 30 tabs open, dude. No wonder you can't find anything you're looking for. Yeah, it's about that right now. Um, this movie had a $1.8 million budget in 1976, so if they're, if they're five-finger discounting sound effects, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Shame on them if that's what they did. But, um, yeah, it, it's an iconic movie. I don't want it. I just want the record to cleanly show. I don't want anybody to say, Camp Counselor Greg, anybody who's listening, I don't want any slander about me trying to say it's a bad movie at all whatsoever. I'm not shitting on this movie. I'm just being honest in where I personally view it. And it's up there. I'm putting it up there, but I'm just not. I can't put it on that top shelf. I, I just can't do it. Greg attacking somebody for their opinion? That doesn't sound like him at all. Yes, I know. Oh, let's do Blair Witch next week <laughs> yeah so I mean I, I think that's it for this one guys I think we we hit the there, there was a lot I mean you could sit and talk about every fucking aspect of it but I think we hit the high points yeah I mean I, I think so I, you know it's to me it's just a fascinating story um, you know and again I, I guess I've always been intrigued by that the idea of the anti-hero and, and you know because I, I am rooting for Carrie but should I be so I, I think that's the aspect that I find the most interesting about the movie and just the, the sort of the depth of the world that's sort of created in, in a short time span. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so, Nicole, I hope we uh, – let us know if we missed anything in your, your estimation. But um, There's no way I did, but let them know what they did. <laughs> oh, Nicole. my God. You see, Kat, do you see what I put up with? You see? I, man. <laughs> I know. Tough gig. I, I gotta start doing some type of drugs. Marijuana's bad. Anyway, so guys, go check us out on Twitter. Go check us out on SlasherRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Mikey's Dead. Rob, if anybody, for whatever reason, wants to get in touch with you, how would they do so? They can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob once people. Yes, yes. And, I mean, you didn't even... It, this horror life, ghosts, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Well, I don't... Do I have to do all that? All right. Um... I, I also have another podcast called This Horror Life. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at This Horror Life. You can find it wherever fine podcasts are made available. Uh, my co-host for that show is Ghost. Um, if you've been listening to Slasher Radio for any length of time, I'm sure you're familiar with Miss Ghost. Got the host. And you can find her on Twitter. She is at Ghost with a zero underscore J. That's right. That's right. And Kat, you have been a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. We thank you again for hopping on with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was a blast. Thank you for putting up with Rob. I know it's... Yeah, you, you were okay. <laughs> I'll take it. It's a, you have no idea how big of a compliment that is probably, man. Do you want to give everybody your Twitter? you want to let people know how they get in touch with you, any of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Home, um, phone number, address, whatever. <laughs> everything. Um, uh, Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R, catvelour.com. B-O-L-E-U-R <laughs> Okay, okay Awesome, thank you for listening guys We will be back next week Good night from Slasher Radio All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast Ew, it's Rob Humphrey. What's up? Not much, man. What's happening? Not a lot. Got me up at 1 o'clock in the morning doing this shit. Well, isn't it 12 o'clock in the morning for you? No, I'm on the same time you are.
Why do I always think you're an hour behind me? I don't know. The fuck? Really? You're not? No. No. We're like the furthest west you can go and still be in the eastern time zone. Huh. That was weird. Shit. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah, dude, I have one o'clock in the morning. Oh, the cat's getting in now. I'm gonna admit. Try to be nice, Rob. I'm always nice. Uh, you're not. You're never. I am the most pleasant person you will ever meet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cat, are you there? Hi. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Can you hear me okay? I hear you perfect. Yep. Awesome. How, how are you, cat? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am good. Good, good. My name is obviously Mike. This is unfortunately the other host of the show, Rob. Yeah, and I, I, I'm ecstatic about doing this at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's always Sorry. grumpy. Don't mind him. <laughs> it's all right. It's not that big a deal. Actually, I'm sitting here drinking some rum and diet. I'm gonna get loose and drunk as the show goes on. So, oh, great. yeah, right. Yeah. That that should be a good time for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Cat, you are you are great. That was awesome. We appreciate yeah. you. Thank you. This was this is so much fun. Um I don't ever get to talk about horror movies at my new job and it's it's the first time I think since I started working that I don't get to talk about horror all the time. It'd be so. weird if you were talking about horror movies at work since you work at home <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> hey, she has a you have a cat, right? I've seen pictures of cats. Yes. So yeah, she can talk to her cats, Rob. I can talk to all my all right. cats. <laughs> To probably be a better, I mean, at least the cats won't insult her like you do. I didn't insult her. I said she was okay. What do you want? Oh my God. You are something <laughs> else. I guess that's the best we're getting from Rob at 2.30 in the morning with liquor in him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my glass has been empty for the last half hour. I'm just like, I gotta go get a drink. When are we gonna shut up? God forbid. <laughs>